Hello, welcome to beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise. She's literally a meme. It's Jacqueline Trumbull. Hello. How you doing? I'm sick. She's sick. She doesn't have coronavirus. We diagnosed her over the internet. Well, there's only three symptoms, and I, I don't have them. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you will not get coronavirus from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this, we're talking about Women Tell All. It is what it is with Women Tell All. You know, as Victoria Fuller said, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to get right to my thing with the Women Tell All. That you don't like its format, right? Right. Should they even do Women Tell All anymore? I want to. I want to put that question out there. I don't know. I mean, I this was a really boring episode. I thought it's like a moment of redemption, I guess, for some people. But it's just so scripted that it hardly matters. I guess it is kind of good before Paradise because Bachelor really is like in two halves, and by the time you get to the top four, you kind of forget that any of the other girls ever existed. But then again, it's like kind of weird to bring back all that drama because, like, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Who cares? Yeah. Is it okay to say that I, when just women are just screaming over each other, I just can't take it? Like, I just want to turn my TV off. Yeah, it's abhorrent. Because there was that moment where they were all just screaming at each other. You couldn't understand anything anybody was saying. Chris Harrison was just sitting there, checked out, letting it happen. There was, when he was like listening to Peter give his speech about how hard it is to have three girlfriends and have to only choose two, I swear to God, Chris was just like calculating how much money he makes per minute. (laughs) He has heard that speech. 24 times plus the bachelorettes yeah he's like yeah 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 he's just like look this is my job he was mentally preparing for hosting nick walenda walking over the volcano that's more exciting that's what he's really what's that oh it's a special i think it's tonight actually or is it tomorrow i don't know whenever it is it's a it's a special where you know nick walenda he's one of the flying walendas he's gonna tightrope across i don't know they're uh they're you know circus folk He's going to tightrope across, tightrope walk across an active volcano. Oh. And Chris Harrison's hosting it. Okay. Pretty cool. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's more exciting than The Bachelor hosting another Women Tell All. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they knew this episode. They had nothing. It felt very rehearsed. In a, like, I don't know if this was a response to Colton's season, Women Tell All, or something. Which was awful. Awful. I really don't know which I prefer, like, when they are just genuinely atrocious, or when they're, like, rehearsed and um, a little bit better behaved. Because, but I, I, what it was funny about when they started shouting at each other was, like, that was when the rehearsal broke down, and the, <laughs> the nails came out. I did kind of like the structure of this episode, in that the ancient history drama between people we had forgotten about Mm-hmm. It was a short piece of the show. It was only 25 minutes, you know, with commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Because the first 25 minutes were the rose ceremony, which was great. That gave, you know, gave them something to talk about. You know, it kept the Victoria F stuff fresh. Yeah. So that was the first, you know, the first chunk. Oh, then we had to do that dumb bachelor viewing party shit. I hate that. Like, that's the thing. They were so short on content. Mm-hmm. That they had to do that, too. It was terrible. Like, why, like, they're just trying to fill up the time that they had. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, so the trade you make, as opposed to the absolute 
disaster that was Colton's Women Tell All, where like it was just bitter, unresolved conflict for the entire time, just just absolutely miserable. Right. And this sort of, you know, polished, zippy thing mm-hmm. that doesn't really have anything to it. Neither are good. So I think they should just not do it. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. No, we don't. It's also, I think, becoming less useful because in the beginning it was cool because these women weren't keeping in touch. Right. After they came off the show. But now, like, they're resolving all their conflicts on their own. So, I mean, I guess they weren't in the case of Colton season, but it's just... It's less interesting from that angle. Like seeing people who have all this unresolved shit like come together for the first time on stage is kind of an interesting concept, but yeah, it isn't anymore. Right. But they had already worked it out, right? Because there was a thing with like Sydney and Kelsey, right? Where they were like, we're, we're good. Yeah. They kind of like talked about it a little bit and they were like, but we're good. And we moved past it. Yeah. The only thing that happens is that, and this is kind of funny, is that people will resolve their shit like you know, off camera, and then they come back for Women Tell All. And people feel very betrayed, you know, because they're like, you're a bitch. And they're like, what? We've been friends for the past month. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's kayfabe, you know, it's it's like, uh, it's performance. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you gotta, you know, put on a show for the people. Yeah. There's a live studio audience of people sitting in a very cold room, right? It's very <laughs> cold in there. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember it being very cold? I'm always cold, so it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, okay. Did anyone come off better or worse than you expected? Yeah, Kelsey killed it. Alea did well, and Victoria F. did well. Victoria F.? Yeah, she did fine. I want to talk more about Victoria F. later. Okay. So let's just talk about Kelsey a little bit then. Kelsey did great. Kelsey and Alea had the same strategy, which was to just lean into it. Yeah, which is the right strategy, I think, in this case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alea was cool because she didn't bring any attention to herself. She just kind of addressed it, leaned into it, and was done. Kelsey had some actually, like, really good lines. Yeah. Because she, I mean, the one that I mo- most liked, it, it's literally Therapy 101, which is, like, I had I had a, an overreaction, an unreasonable thought process, but my emotions were still valid. Because, like, you know, that's what's, like, so important to remember is that you can disagree with somebody's argument or their um, thought process or whatever, but they're always like entitled to feel things. You can feel things that don't match up to logic, right? Because like logic and feelings are not the same thing. And so it was just kind of like a, a shutdown of people who were trying to criticize her for having an outsized emotional reaction. I, I think Kelsey's is probably my favorite from the season at this point, because I think she has this pattern of like, having these pretty big emotional reactions and then getting over them and moving on and being able to reflect. And that's fine. You know, I mean, like sometimes people are emotional, especially on that show, but as long as kind of the end result is like, you can come together and take responsibility, then, you know, that's a pretty good character trait. Yeah. That's what we like to see. Versus these other people, like Tammy was just miserable. Tammy came off worse. Uh, Yeah. Really terrible. Very unpleasant. Is a really bitter person. It wasn't able to find humor in anything. It was right not pretty to watch. Her and McKenna, it's like, yeah, I don't really like these people, you know? <laughs> it's not entertaining. It's just like a bummer. It's just a drag. Yeah. So hopefully they, they can work that out on Instagram. Yeah, Tammy gave some apology. I don't... She apologized... Just sort of like, I went too far, but blah, 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 blah. You know, maybe she felt like this was the character she had to play. Because she's probably not this (laughs) unpleasant at all times in real life, you know? And McKenna was definitely playing a character. Yeah, but McKenna is a character, you know? I mean, (laughs) she's like Peter's mom in that sense. She's a dramatic person, kind of a histrionic person. And um, 
I, that's why I think she's so funny. Like I, I think she would drive me absolutely crazy in real life. But. <laughs> yeah. I did think Tammy looked good in her top made out of mosaic, mirrored mosaic tile. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was cool. You know, who weren't there at all were Kelly and Natasha, our favorites, the two normal people. Yeah, so strange. Very weird. I checked on Instagram and Kelly, she didn't explain why she wasn't there for the taping, but she she wasn't even watching the show. She went to a monster truck rally. <laughs> so awesome. Right. She was at a monster truck rally with two two guys and another girl. So I don't know. Maybe she has a boyfriend and she didn't want to go. Maybe she's pissed that they franken bit the shit out of her in that last episode. For no reason. Right. And Natasha, she was watching it on an Instagram story and uh, reacting to it. But she, I didn't watch the whole thing. It was very long. And I, when I see, when I see a very long Instagram story, I'm just like, I can't watch all this. It's just odd to me that they didn't go in the first place. I mean, they, they were obviously invited. Yeah. It just never even occurred to me that I could like not go to Women Tell Hall. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't go all the time. I, it just seemed kind of odd. But I don't know. Maybe they addressed it at, at some point later in the story, but I, I missed it. I remember when Clay Harbor tried to miss, I guess he tried to miss after the final rose. And then they were, he had like a whole vacation planned with his guy friends. And then they were like, no, 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 you have to come. People are going to wonder where you are. And then he came and they never showed him. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So they expect you to be there. I mean, I think. Right. I'm sure something will come out about why they uh, were not there. Let me check Kelly's Instagram again, see if she said anything else. Uh, nope. Monster truck, monster truck. Damn, that's dope. Look at that. <laughs> I want to go to a monster truck rally. She's friends with McKenna and Tammy. Everybody loves Kelly, but she didn't show up. Good for her. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about the rest of the episode. Back after this. Okay, we're back. So the episode started with the, you know, leftover cliffhanger from last week of the rose ceremony. And I thought the rose ceremony was great, where Peter gave roses to Hannah Ann and Maddie and eliminated Victoria. I thought it was great TV. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that was decent. I mean, I liked his tears and I liked his reaction to Madison. Yeah. You know, he gave her the rose. He said, Maddie or Madison or whatever it was that he said. And then she doesn't react. Mm -hmm. Her face betrays nothing. Yeah, I know. She's so good at that. Yeah. You know, she comes across and he gives her the rose. And she, where he says, do you accept this rose? And it doesn't often happen where you don't know the answer to that question. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, so that was pretty cool. Like to have this question that is usually a formality actually mean something Mm -hmm. and then his reaction really are are you sure (laughs) or whatever he said it's like he was absolutely at her mercy yeah and then when they hugged and you could hear his heart just like pounding out of his chest he was so stressed out i really felt for the guy Mm -hmm. she's got to be planning something after this though It, it would be pretty brutal to reject somebody at that rose ceremony Because then it like kind of screws over Hannah Ann because it's like, oh, I guess you're the default winner now, but he's crying over me. (laughs) Sorry. Right. Yeah. What would happen if Maddie hadn't accepted the rose? Does does Hannah Ann automatically win or does it, he's like, actually, so Victoria, you want to say actually? I guess they would do the same thing that Desiree did, which is like continue, I mean, like continue with Hannah Ann onto the next episode and see if it's really the right match or whatever. But she got to do that secretly. Like Chris didn't know that he was the only person left. Right. It would have been 
awesome if Madison had just left <laughs> and he had to like keep his shit together. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. I also liked that it like it was so intense just on that platform that Hannah Ann was crying. Yeah. <laughs> just empathetically. Yeah. Or she was going to miss her girls. Well, I don't know. Or miss her, miss her friends or even just like, or even just out of relief, just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Or she knows that the fact that he kept Maddie after doing all that means it's probably going to be Maddie. Yeah. True. I was wondering why Victoria thought that the ultimatum had anything to do with her. No, it had nothing to do with her. Yeah, but she thought it did. Or she's the only person he slept with. Maybe. But I guess she probably wouldn't know. Well, yeah, they were all living together. Yeah. So maybe her thought process was like, he cut me because I'm I'm the one he slept with and Madison doesn't want me around anymore. Maybe. I think it just, you know, he just wasn't as into her as he was in the other ones. It's fine. Yeah. But I thought it was great. Great use of the first 25 minutes of the episode rather than dragging out women tell all Mm -hmm. so let's talk about victoria f a little bit both the the breakup and her women tell all bit there i kind of felt like during the the women tell all they went kind of easy on her didn't they for sure i mean the only question they asked her was when they knew how she was going to respond to like obviously she was going to deny sleeping or breaking up married couples and then they just kind of let it go yeah Totally. They didn't press her on it. They were just like, all right. And then Chris Harrison was like, you're here. You're owning your emotions. I get it. He's like, I see the chemistry. I get why what he felt about you. I mean, the, the truth is they all may have like actually really liked her. They did spend two months with her. Yeah. And so it's probably hard. So the only part of this episode I found interesting enough to talk about is when they brought Rachel out. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. But they, but they may be trying to like not stir up massive amounts of hate against Victoria because right like I know I was chatting with Bennett yesterday and I know Bennett is very concerned about the amount of hate people are getting and so maybe he just didn't want to like you know draw and quarter her on that episode any further than she's already been I think that's exactly it you know they were going to do the anti and online harassment thing Mm -hmm. and they could not give them the mob all this ammunition yeah. The whole women tell all is people, you know, bullying each other and yelling at each other and, you know, having conflict. Yeah. I mean, the irony of like them trying to quell this online harassment is like, you did start it in the first place. I mean, Reality Steve did, but they bought into what Reality Steve reported on. <laughs> like, they brought that girl to the concert and they had her on TV saying, you've broken up relationships. Yeah. And they had cut, it initially cut out when Marissa, or whatever her name is, said, you've broken up marriages. And now they brought it back in for the women tell all. So it's like they're kind of shutting it down a bit, but they're also kind of inflaming it. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing that they're, um, I mean, a little bit complicit in it. I mean, certainly they're not encouraging people to spew racist invective at people. Mm-hmm. They are disgusted enough by that that they would have this segment devoted to it. But yeah. it's still a little, you know, a little ironic. But I mean, I think it's good that they're trying to suppress it. They got to address it in a way. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. I think that's why they didn't go hard on Victoria F. They didn't talk about the White Lives Matter thing at all. Yeah. I mean, it affected the show because of the Cosmo thing. Yeah. I think it would have generated some like racist, more racist invective towards the other. Because there's a lot of people who would have like, you know, defended her tooth and nail and, and maybe gone after like other contestants over it too. I don't know. 
No, you're right. And then she talked to Peter for two minutes and it was nothing. They were just like, we're good. Yeah, Peter really got off easy this episode. Like, really got off easy. He got like 15 minutes of airtime. Yeah. Barely there. Yeah. Man, they never know what they're going to get. Ari came out and had no idea that he was going to get pilloried, you know, by like Caroline, for instance. (laughs) He was just... (laughs) And like... His dick got talked about, you know? Like, God, he got destroyed, that women tell all. And Peter, who's like one of the worst bachelors in history, gets off so easy. Yeah. I did like that he was like, you know, people are saying that I'm a terrible bachelor. And, you know, there, there, there's some truth to that. <laughs> it's like, you know, people are, I, I hear the criticism. People are entitled to that. You know, I'm trying to grow from it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I mean, that's a good, you know. What else are you going to say? That's a pretty good way to handle it rather than just being like defensive about it. But yeah, well, the thing is, is that he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, like it's unclear what kind of what it means about your character if you're a good bachelor. Like it, it, <laughs> this isn't a thing in the real world. Like, are you good at dating 30 people on camera or are you not good at that? I still kind of like Peter as a guy. I do too. I like Peter. You too. I think he's a nice guy. He just needs more dating experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he has a hell of a lot of depth. No. And and that's part of the problem, you know, is that, again, like, he just likes emotional conflict. That's his, like, stand-in for depth. But whatever. I mean, he's a nice person with good intentions. And I, I guess I just like, I, I do like how you can see on his face everything he's feeling. I mean, he really gets wounded and scared i I don't know i i think he's sweet but yeah that's it oh yeah peter yeah he was crying (laughs) he was crying about roaster i was like oh all right we're gonna take a break and we're gonna talk about the psa and claire crawley back after this all right jacqueline we're back Hello. So I just want to circle back a little bit to the Rachel Lindsay anti-harassment PSA. Right. What did you think of that? I cried for like two hours after that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really hit me. I was thinking about it and I, I didn't even have much to say about it. I mean, I didn't get death threats. I wasn't told to go kill myself. I obviously didn't get any, you know, racist invective. But it's just this stuff just kind of traumatizes you a little bit. It was like a purely emotional reaction i was like really empathizing with those women it was like you know i wasn't even reliving anything specific about what i went through it was just like it really hit me mm-hmm. and i was really grateful that you know that they did that i mean the the racist shit is just so terrible it, it's like I, I can't i cannot imagine being in that position and i will never understand people who like i mean obviously like choose to say that shit to women they'll like go kill yourself stuff sometimes it was the Sometimes it was the most extreme comments like that that had the least impact because mm-hmm. I just was like, who are you? Like, who says that kind of thing? It, it, it's harder. It was harder for me to be criticized or mocked, I think mocked especially, by people I perceived as peers than by um, people just that sort of seemed unhinged and like fundamentally um, unreasonable or in pain themselves. So I don't know. So that was just one thought I had. But um, I think they needed to address it. I think Rachel was the right person, not only because, you know, she's a person of color, but also because she's smart and super articulate and commands a lot of respect. I was, I was really happy to see her 
take over that conversation. I don't think it will decrease the hate at all because I think people who are willing to tell someone to go kill themselves, I don't think they can be reasoned with. And I I think they're going to be so defensive about that, that they're not going to change anything. But I think it might increase love and support, which is helpful. Yeah. That's kind of what one of the things that moved me about it too was it was Alexa yeah. talking about how, you know, people criticized her for going on with, you know, her natural hair. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's insanity. Like you said, I can't imagine what that is like. Yeah. To have that happen. And also, I can't imagine saying that to somebody. No. I didn't get a tenth of the shit these women are getting. It blows my mind. If I try to magnify the amount of hurt that I felt 10 times or 20 times in the case of people like Sydney. (laughs) Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Right. But then Alexa saying, but then the amount of people who loved it and who reached out and said, you know, she was, you know, she was so beautiful and that, you know, it was so great to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it helps bring people together. Mm -hmm. We need these periodic reminders that the people we see on TV are people. You know, one of the most powerful moments for me was when he asked how many of you have experienced hate and every single one of them raised their hands. Yeah, every single one. Yeah. I mean, that was just like, oh, God, <laughs> I think that's when I I just felt the most solidarity. Like you just if you're a bachelor contestant, you just don't escape it. You just don't like and there, there's so many there's just so many scary, scary moments, like whether it's receiving a death threat or being told to go kill yourself or having a, a rumor that's career destroying come up about you or like it's just I don't get it. Like I got this comment. I got this like Twitter comment a couple weeks ago and I just like laughed at this one. It was, did you get that? disgusting skin tag removed yet (laughs) and funny enough I actually did get it removed so I was like actually yes I did Um, (laughs) but I loved I just love like thinking about this person being like you woke up today I haven't been on the show in two years and you woke up today being like I'm going to make someone's day worse today. Right. Just go out of my way. Yeah. To just be obnoxious to somebody. Yeah. Apropos nothing. It wasn't in response to anything. It was just tweeted at me. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sick, sick, sad life to do something like that. I just can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is funny. Yeah. It's one of the most interesting results of going on the show. I mean, my mom's advice at the time was, cause, you know, because I was just so, I was so hurt. I was getting on all this online hate. She's like, why don't you try to find it fascinating instead? Hmm. And you can only do that so much when your emotions are involved, but it's kind of like the only thing you can do, you know? I mean, all you can really do is be like, there are so many people out there who just want to make other people hurt. Like that person just like wanted me to hurt. She probably doesn't even like dislike me. I mean, maybe she does, but it was just such a random choice. Like, I don't know how many other people she sent out texts like that or tweets like that that day, you know? So, I mean, so that's just like this strange thing that I've become aware of since being on the show. And then just like also just how much contempt people can have and, you know, how much glee people take and like gossip or I mean I, I guess I already knew all these things but when you really see it it's just so interesting the things people latch on to so I guess that would be my advice to anybody going through this is like just if you if like wherever you can just try to see it as interesting 
<laughs> like you're an anthropologist. Right. Try to remove yourself from it because it's not even necessarily about you. It's about this person lashing out at whatever, whoever. Yeah. Right? Because it's probably not just you. You know, it is nice to receive love. And it's actually, though, it's been nicer to get positive comments two years out than it was back then because I think people like sending nice messages to me are responding to the podcast um, where I think people have actually kind of gotten to know me. But when you're just off the show and people are sending you comments of love, like it's so nice and it is helpful. But ironically, when, you know, when people say mean things about you, everyone's response is like, they don't really know you, you know, they're just getting a slice. It's been edited. Like they don't have it in context, whatever. It's so hard to have that attitude towards the negative comments, but you can have that attitude towards the positive comments. This people will send you so much love and it can be a bit worshipful sometimes. And it's very easy to be like, well, you don't really know me. Like this isn't a genuine um, response. And so you can kind of uh, dismiss some of the, the positivity in a way that you can't dismiss the negativity. I, I, like I still think it's absolutely lovely to send contestants positive messages. Um, it's just even even then the negative just stands out so much more. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like the moral of the story is don't send anybody mean comments. Send nice comments, but only within reason. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, it's not that I, it's not that I would ever discourage people from sending nice comments. It's just, it, it's, it's just something that I guess I would, I would say that if you're going to send nice comments, if you're as specific as possible, then that's going to be the most helpful. Yeah. Um, versus just, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. I mean, that, but whatever, like I, I'll take any positivity. I'm just trying to think of what really helps. Um, and that's when you feel like you were kind of known or like you, you know, like responding to a sentence somebody said, like, I loved Kelsey's sentence about her, you know, emotions being valid. Um, mm -hmm. So if I were going to like reach out to her, that's probably what I would say. Like, I really liked how you modeled this piece of wisdom for people um, because she's got a specific like, OK, you do know me or you do know this. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's your positive reaction to me is real. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Like, you do know this thing about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For us, if you want to tell us we're great and give us a positive <laughs> comment, do it on uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> write, in, write a review and give us five stars. I mean, if you do it on Twitter, that's nice, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really get us anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Claire Crawley, Bachelorette. All right. What do you think? Awesome. I'm stoked. For some reason, I've had, and maybe it's because there's been a little bit of chatter around this, but I've always wanted her to be Bachelorette. And I think it's because she's so different from me. Sometimes, like, the women that I relate to more, it's harder to root for or something. I don't really know why. I like how Claire is someone who I don't necessarily, I don't see a lot of myself in her, but I still really like her. And maybe that just makes it kind of, like, mysterious to me. Oh, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like I've always I really liked her on Juan Pablo season. I wanted her to win, and it I it just always it always struck me as like, huh? I had never really thought that I would like this woman so much, but I just repeatedly do. I think she's so genuine. She really buys in. It seems like she loves really hard. She's got a lot of she's vibrant. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I I really like that because I like that too. I like people always want to relate to people, but I have people who are like them, I guess, or something. But I I like watching people who are not like me because mm -hmm. I feel like it you know it helps me understand other people better. You know. 
Yeah, it, it was the same kind of thing with Emily Maynard. She's one of my absolute favorite bachelorettes. And Hannah Brown. I mean, neither of those women are like particularly similar to me, but I thought they were so awesome to watch. Yeah, I think she'll be great. Yeah. I was really hoping for Tasha. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, like, Tasha's number one fan. I know. But, uh, you know, maybe she'll be on Paradise. Maybe she'll be on Summer Games. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, maybe next year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Claire Crawley. She she first appeared on the show six years ago, and and she's finally getting her shot now. So, like, there's no set time frame for this. You know, like, you can come back even after it seems like you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> so I think she'll be I think she'll be great. And I think I hope they cast some, you know, guys in their 40s. God, I know. I don't see any. Well, it would be great for multiple reasons. A, if I were Claire, I would demand men in their 40s. Like I wouldn't want to be dating. She's got to have a kid like yesterday, you know, if that's what she wants. Like she's got to get a guy who's really ready for that instead of a bunch of 27 year olds or even 32 year olds, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't really date men younger than 35 and I'm 28. So, and it's just because like there's a marked difference most of the time, you know, men 35 plus are like much more enthusiastic about marriage a lot of the time. And uh, yeah. And just also have had lives and careers. (laughs) Right. I just hope she doesn't get stuck with a cast of 30 year old men because the thing they have to keep in mind is who the path, the cast of paradise is going to be. And they're pairing all these like 23 to 25 year old women. They're probably not going to cast them with a bunch of 40 to 45 year old men. Yeah. But then they have, they can pull from listen to your heart too though. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And of course they can bring back, you know, previous contestants. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good. Mm -hmm. All right. So, we were going to talk about Love is Blind a little bit, but I think we're running out of time. <laughs> so if you want, listen, if you are, if you made it this far into the podcast and you want to talk about Love is Blind, uh, tweet at us. We'll talk about Love is Blind. It's a crazy show. <laughs> we'll just talk about how crazy that, that show is. But we got we to gotta wrap it up. So uh, this has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love. I'm Liam Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. Next week, we have two episodes because there's two finales. It'll be a lot of fun. So uh, until then, bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tvguide, for all this great free content. And let us help you find your next binge.